Hey guys, welcome back to Insomnia Hours. I'm your host, Ryan Cam, and I'm here with Steven. The A1 simp, you already know. <laughs> yeah, and um, we were just having a conversation with um, over dinner about life and death, and I thought it'd be interesting to record it um, kind of midway because I kind of just got caught up in the conversation. And um, yeah, Steven was actually saying some very interesting things. Yeah, so I was telling, I was telling Rat, like, genuinely if i was if i was to die tomorrow i wouldn't have much regret and he 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 asked me he's like why you're only 20 wouldn't you like regret not having the opportunity to do all the things you wanted to do and i told him i was just like yeah there's that fact but i think it's i think what's important is what we're currently doing now because the future is always changing and tomorrow's never guaranteed i know it's a cliche to hear but that's just the genuine truth and me Looking back at my life right now, I don't have much to regret about, honestly. I feel like every decision I made, whether or not I believe that they were a mistake or not, I don't regret them much. As much as you find it hard to believe, all of the you know, things that you would consider bad, overall, it taught me so many life lessons and just allowed me to grow and just taught me to become a better person overall. And I asked Rat this question once at dinner and uh, I asked him, I said, if you were to die and you had a funeral, how many people would you think would show up to your funeral and what they would say about you? And he told me, he said, I genuinely wouldn't know. And I told him, I said, well, I, I know for a fact if I was to do it, I know that the closest people to me would come and they would all say the same thing is that Steven had so much potential and he was such a visionary and he dreamed so big. And, you know, I could, I could confidently say that just because I believe I've been carrying myself that way throughout my life. But yeah, rat. So tell me why you're afraid of, of death. Well, not necessarily afraid. It's just my perspective of it is not very solid, I guess. Like, I don't have a strong opinion. Um, yeah, because when you were talking about how you wouldn't regret anything, it kind of just shocked me. Like, damn, like, at such a young age, you really don't, like, um, regret not having all these things to do. And you kind of just said how, you know, those are opportunities, but because it didn't happen, it just didn't happen. It was... It was the way it was supposed to be. That was that was very interesting to me. Because for me, I feel like death is very, I guess, based on perspective. Um, like, I feel like um, younger people definitely would be more, I guess, actually less um, afraid just because of the fact that the idea of death hasn't really crossed their head, you know, and how, um, uh, I guess, older people kind of see it coming and they're they're much more closer than us and being 20 years old or 30 years old it's like you don't really think about it until like something related to death starts happening and then it just scares like the living with jesus out of you you're like damn what the hell like damn so this is what that's gonna be like and and to me i'm like wow like i'd probably be like hella terrified and like I was probably thinking about all these things in my head, like, dang, I could have done this and that. Like, I wonder what kind of person I would have been. And in my head, at least that's what, at, y- at a young age, I would probably be thinking about. So I guess my question is, let's just say hypothetically, right, you were inside of a plane, and mm. this plane magically, you know, breaks down, is falling out of the air, and the, and the pilot says, 
unfortunately, we're not going to be able to survive this. He sounds just like what that. Would you, what would <laughs> as you calm as heck? <laughs> <laughs> what would you What would you think about during that entire free fall? Would you really be thinking about, damn, dude, I could have been this freaking Hollywood superstar. Uh, I could have went to freaking Bali. Would you really be thinking about all that, or would you think about all the mistakes that you made, or that not saying I love you to like your parents, or not telling, or like squashing the bug between you and your siblings, like? Like it's like stuff like that that I I think about like when you think about death is like things about things that like you really regret not doing is like、mm. telling someone that you should have said that like you loved them even though you know both of you know that but you've never really said it to one another because it's like honestly in a death like situation because obviously none of us have experienced that but it's like、mm. what would you truly think about would you really think about the future or would you think about the past I think it really depends what's meaningful to us like. If we think about the past, then we tend to look back too much, and that's when you start regretting. But when you start thinking about like what you have in the present, I think it shows what you're grateful for, like all、oh, my family, or my, or like my siblings, or like you kind of regret saying not certain things or whatever. And I think it really depends on the person, because like where you are in your stage of life really reflects like how you would perceive death, or like what you would regret, or what would you want to say to certain people. But would you really think about the future, though? <laughs> I honestly know if you give me that plane situation. <laughs> you think about that if you're free falling from the sky, you're just thinking, I could have been a ball. I could have been this great photographer, man. <laughs> no, really. Honestly, part family first. Exactly. I I I would say ninety nine percent of everybody would think about their loved ones、mm. and what they could have done better. Yeah, I mean, it was, if it was like a flash of like, like、um, ideas or like meaningful things to me. Like just a flash of moments, then I feel like family, friends, and you know everything like that would come first. But um, what if you survived it? How would you perceive life right, after on, that? We can come on. We can throw a bunch of hypotheticals all we want. But like, but... it's fun to think about because like, what if you do survive? Like, how would you live your life then? Like, would you still be scared of death? Genuinely, no, because you survived it. You experienced it. You saw your life flash before you, right?、Mm. I think. I think you'll become. A wiser person through all that trauma because you you just learned the true value of life. Hmm. Because you've seen what is meaningful to you. Yeah, you were on like death's door, right? You literally would have been out of this world, and that's just some. That's just like a crazy concept to think about, like not being alive. Yeah, I think like once you have that flash of moments where you're like, like before you died, like this is what you thought about.、Mm. I think you would start treasuring those. Those things more and like act accordingly towards those meaningful like、mm-hmm. experiences, but that's that's like that's the thing because like I think death it would become like I I guess for me I would still think it's a scary thing because it's like、mm. no matter what like being on the brink of death like your adrenaline your, your the intensity of it you're always gonna be scared、mm-hmm. <laughs> like naturally like it's the fight or flight mode fight or flight and I don't know the thought of it is just kind of like. Scary thing, and there's, I guess it's just for me though. But other people can think differently. Well, I had a I had a near death situation, and this this really really <laughs> this really changed my perspective of life drastically.、Uh, I was in a pretty crazy car crash,、mm. and the fact that I survived just made me like believe that there is a God. I know earlier I said that I didn't really believe in a religion.、Mm. Uh, just to clarify for all the viewers,、uh, you know, regardless of how you feel, if you're spiritual, religious, or not. Uh, I'm not going to disrespect any religion. I'm just, all I'm saying is I don't believe in a religion, but what I do believe that there is a God. So, 
uh, I believe those are called agnostics. I think that's what they're called. Something like that. But again, I just to clear it up, I don't believe in religions, but I do believe that there is a God. Like one that's watching all of us. But anyways, uh, so in, in this car in this car crash, uh, I picked up my, my brother, his wife, and my brother's mother-in-law from the airport in Boston. It was a super rainy day. Uh, we went to go eat uh, dinner after I picked them up. And I was pretty tired because that's like an hour and a half drive. And then uh, I asked my brother to drive us back. So we were driving down the highway back to uh, Rhode Island. And it was fucking pouring rain. Mm. And he was driving like maybe 70 on the left lane. And then we hit this giant puddle. And mm-hmm. all I can remember was we freaking spun all the way from the left lane all the way to the right lane. You hydroplaned? Yeah, and the fact that we didn't get hit by any cars to the right of us was insane. And the craziest part was as as we were turning all the way around, like yeah. 90 degrees, when our car was like basically perpendicular to the road, uh-huh. there was a freaking bus. <laughs> and this bus hit the freaking car, and I thought we were going to flip. I was so scared because we basically got T-boned, right, mm-hmm. by a bus. But thankfully, we didn't. And it was just so crazy because after we, we got hit... Uh, I didn't get hurt, so I sat behind the driver, and uh, my brother's wife sat in the passenger seat, which that side guy hit, and she didn't get any severe damage. All she got was just some bruises, mm-hmm. and her mom, which is, she's like 60, almost 70, only had a few bruises. My brother only had a few bruises. Me, I came out unscathed, which was insane, but anyways, so we no, we got out of the car. We talked to the bus driver, and the bus driver just said he saw he saw us magically from the corner of his eyes, and he slowed down, and that just really got me thinking of like, dude... You draw up this scenario again a thousand times. It's very unlikely what happened in the way that it did, mm. and that's and that was a life changing experience for me because uh, I know it sounds very cliche of saying this, but it really time did slow down. Mm. Uh, all the adrenaline rush hit me. My uh, like my focus was so high, mm. and all I remember was after the impact, all I smelt was just like gunpowder because of the, the airbags. Yeah, and it was just so crazy because all the cars, like I was saying, that was like either behind us or on the other lanes magically just stopped mm. so yeah that's yeah man. crazy because the probability of like that happening is pretty low because in any dangerous situation i think like there's always gonna be high like the highest probability of like you getting hurt because mm-hmm. like you're in a dangerous situation so i was like chances are you you might get hurt or like break a bone or two you know or even die but anyways the reason why i wanted to tell this story <laughs> yeah was because my sister-in-law my my brother's wife Hopefully she doesn't hear this. <laughs> um, she and I don't have the best relationship, but uh, after that, and you know, after after we hit and the bus hit us, it hit her side. Oh. I was so scared for her, like I was genuinely worried for her. Like I was so scared, and I wanted to make sure she was okay. And mm. the fact that she came out fine just just got me thinking so differently about life, and just made me value life even more. Because right then and there, she could have died, and I would have regretted the rest of my life for not loving her for being my sister-in-law okay maybe this is why i was talking about life and death because like i wanted to correlate the story back but again it's like life can be taken away in any moment yeah tomorrow's never guaranteed like how i was saying and that's why i believe that you should you should just be a person that you don't want to regret being if you were on death's door and you look back at it so do you think like after like going through all that stuff you started like living life to the fullest and that's why right now you don't really regret it like if you died right now you don't really regret it because your first experience taught you that you should live life with value and like to the fullest yeah absolutely i would i would definitely say that played a really okay really good role, see that that makes sense though door. yeah because i haven't been in a life or death situation and i think like once you do go through it like we said before like 
you definitely do value certain things a lot more and you act accordingly like you want to like if you love this person so much you would want to hang out with them more often so that way you don't really regret it for the next time absolutely so that's why i can see like now it makes sense because yeah. you know it, it was it was shocking to me i was like dang it's like you you don't regret anything <laughs> and like when you were telling me the stories I'm like oh so that makes sense now yeah man uh, like like i like i was saying i i believe uh god made this event happen for a reason mm. i'm not gonna say it was just for me because that's just very selfish but i think it made all of us more aware of life and how precious life is yeah it definitely is for everyone it's just since we live it it's not really precious in like our consciousness like yeah. when we're living it we don't really value it until situations come when we do have to value it absolutely and it's like we kind of take it for granted yeah no absolutely like um, there was the movie. Have you seen the movie Soul from Disney? No. What Basically, is it was about a guy who like um, who was getting ready to for to pursue his like musical career. And, like he had a gig and stuff. He was like a jazz person, and um, he was ready to like you know pop off like in the musical industry. But then he suddenly just died. Like he what? he walked to like a sewer hole thingy, uh-huh. and he just dropped in and just died. And then it transitions to him as a soul like searching for meaning in his life whoa it's actually deep. a pretty cool Disney that's movie. deep yeah and like it was kind of like um he was starting to understand like why life was so like meaningful or what puts value into it yeah cause he was trying to get back to his body and like trying to come back to life uh-huh. cause like he was so caught up on like trying to you know do his like like musical things and like trying to pursue it and like he's been doing it all his life he's a middle aged man too yeah so like he definitely was still ambitious it's just he didn't want to let the opportunity like seize away Uh so like but throughout the whole process he learned that like towards the end like it's definitely the small things you have to to be aware of because he like even though he got the gig he like came back to life and got spoiler alert sorry i don't mean the spoiler (laughs) the movie but but, like he came like after everything like happened and he got came back to life got the gig and did everything he kind of just came out like the doors just like why don't I feel happy? Like, it, everything that he wanted happened, but he still wasn't happy. And I forgot, the, at the end, the lady who he looked up to said a quote, but I forgot. But it was very, very interesting quote. Oh, wait, wait, something about fish. It was like, the fish was like swimming in like the ocean. And then the other fish was like, hey, like, where can I find the ocean? And I was like, damn. Because <laughs> it's like, the fishes are swimming in it. He just doesn't realize it because he's not really thinking about life that way. Yo, that's that's really, really crazy. Wow. Uh, that kind of just lit up a light bulb in me. I don't know. Have you heard, like, the cave, the caveman story? No, I haven't. What was it like about? The cave in the shadows? No, I haven't heard of it. Oh, that's, like, uh, like a very uh, ethical... Like, you learn it in ethics. You ever you ever take ethics? Uh, no, I've taken philosophy, but not ethics. Ah, okay. So anyways, so this is a story about three dudes in a cave, right? Yeah. And they've always been been in that cave for their entire life. And what they notice is that every 12 hours, they would see this cat-like figure that they would call. Mm. But they don't know that it's actually their shadow. Mm-hmm. So it's the sun rising, and it's it's basically, you know, shining on them and creating the shadow. Yeah. But they've always thought of it as a cat, like, as their pet. It comes every 12 hours. Mm. So that's how they always saw it, because they never knew about it. They just knew the cave. They just knew their shadow. 
So eventually, one of them escapes, right?、Mm-hmm. One of them leaves the cave and sees this entire world. He goes back to the cave and he tells these people, he's like, Yo, there's this entire world out there, man. And what you guys are seeing is just your shadow.、Mm. But these people, they just look at him like he's crazy. Like, nah, man, you're hella tripping, bro. That's a cat. What the hell are you talking about?、Uh-huh. And he, the guy that's like, who escaped, he's telling him, he's like, no, 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 please leave this cave with me and you will see the entire world. So he broke them out of the chains and they went out with him, right?、Uh-huh. But those two dudes were too scared. They went back to the cave and just became ignorant.、Mm. So, hypothetically, Cyan, what if we were in that, in that situation,、mm. right?、Mm-hmm. Like, what if we are the people in the cave and what we see as normal? As the cave people saw as their shadow, as cats, as normal,、mm. right? What if all these crazy people that we see in this world are actually the quote unquote woke people who escaped this world? You know, it's a, it's a fun topic to think about, but when you, when you really look at it like that,、mm. right? We are really, really ignorant, whether, whether you want to admit it or not.、Mm. I think it's just perspective wise, because it's like, what are you open minded to, like, to know or learn about? Like, I think those people, like you were saying, they're woke, like, Like, are trying to search for this information and stuff. Like, I think definitely, like, having an open mind does help, like, I guess, understand certain things or, like, how to have an open mind about certain perspectives. But,、um, I guess, in a way, don't they, like, I guess, like, think only in their way and with their way only? So then that way, they're also closed minded in a way because、mm-hmm. they don't open up to other people's perspective, whether they could be wrong or could be right. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's, it's really based on perspective because people definitely, in general, are, <laughs> I guess, like ignorant and kind of closed minded to certain things. Well, I know the crazy part. I, I asked one of my friends this, right? And this is what she told me. She said, I would be, I'd be those guys. I'd go back to the cave and, be, and, and stay there. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. People are comfortable with certain things. And that's just, that's just so crazy to me. So uh, uh, what I wanted to ask you was I guess you were saying about being open minded and everything. I guess what. What is like the determining factor for you to be persuaded in a specific topic if it's like controversial? Like, what is this concrete evidence that you need for you to believe that it's real? Well, for me, I guess I'm, in general, I'm, I'm pretty open minded. Like, any topic you give me, I'm definitely g o n n a listen with open ears. But to be able to convince me that it's true or fake, I definitely do think I would have to do some research in my own time. But, like, I will listen with open ears. Like, I will kind of believe you before I convince myself that you're not right, type thing. Like, I'm not gonna be like, listen and be like, uh huh, uh huh. And then in my head, back in my head, I'm like, oh, he's wrong, what is wrong? I'm kind of just gonna listen, like, thinking he's right the whole time until I'm able to see, like, whatever, research or whatever, or like, I guess get an opinion of myself on the topic. Okay, so let's say your opinion was、uh, contrasting against his.、Mm. Well, honestly,、um, I, I wouldn't argue with the dude, but like, I probably would like, like, say certain stuff where it could like, go against his theories and stuff. But I wouldn't really like, say, like, say in a way where it's like, oh, but like, you're wrong because like, this says this, versus like, oh, I understand what you're trying to say, but like, you know, there's you know, articles saying this. Like, what do you think about that? Like, I, I'd probably pick his mind, if anything. I wouldn't like. Try to argue with them because then we both don't learn anything and we go both we both go home angry.、Mm. But that's how I would, I guess, pursue a conversation like that. But yeah, how would how would you try to try to, I guess,、um, talk about those type of topics? 
like what do you what do you like controversial topics controversial topics how do you usually pursue those um so i like to have fun with these things honestly i i normally take the 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 opposing side Mm. or the the four side for the you know the crazy people yeah because uh i feel like it's a it's a minority side and i usually like to take that side just because it's a harder path to to Mm. to prove yourself uh the reason being i i guess it's kind of an ego thing and i I hate to admit it Mm. but it's kind of i just want to prove everybody wrong even like obviously it has to be like a a solid foundation for me to to build on right it can't just Mm. be like some crazy ass thing like freaking saying uh like like you're psychic or something it's like okay i don't really believe in psychics but Mm. you know like that's something i won't i won't stand for but maybe aliens yeah i would i would i would exercise aliens and i would be for aliens yeah um i would do my like like how you said i would do my own research into it and uh yeah man it all really depends (laughs) on the subject of what it is yeah because um i remember you told me you were on the debate team too before yes i was so it definitely does kind of um support how you are as a Uh person like you definitely do like to talk about this stuff but there's nothing wrong with that i think it's like it could lead to enlightening moments too because if you're like in the moment obviously like you're gonna be yelling at each other like like arguing like oh this could happen with this Mm -hmm. or i disagree Mm -hmm. with you but like in the end like i feel like once you guys go back home that's when you start doing like the real thinking Mm -hmm. and that's when you start thinking like oh maybe he was right about this or maybe he was wrong and this and that because when you're in the moment and you're like just arguing you don't really yeah (laughs) you don't really like see what the other person is trying to say you're just trying to say something but in a way i think it's still enlightening in a way to have like those type of conversations yeah no absolutely because i've definitely had like those type of i guess arguing conversations Mm. but i guess for me it just doesn't work for my personality like even if i argue with you I'm still not gonna learn anything. I'd rather just be understanding in the moment. Um, so I don't, I don't really like arguing nor debating. What I enjoy is, well, what's the right term for it? I, I kind of want to call it a compromise, mm. finding common ground. Yeah. Regardless how different your ideas are, uh, I don't really like how people are trying to score points when they have these, you know, debates. Mm. They're always trying to score points. They're always trying to one up one another. And they even end up attacking one another, and I just think that's unhealthy. I think I think what's important is trying to find common ground. And you know, you bring up a good point. I bring up bring up a good point. I think there's similarities to it. And I think if, if we can actually have a civilized conversation about it, I think we can actually come to an understanding of what the issue is, like the true issue. Like, sure, we have our own beliefs on it, mm-hmm. but I, I do truly believe that you know this is the overall output of it. Like, for instance when you were cooking today right your, your chicken you asked me you were like what's a good way to make a juicy crispy chicken i told you my way and yeah. then you're like nah i'm gonna go my way but overall you know it creates the same product an yeah. edible chicken yeah an edible chicken <laughs> you know i told you i told you my way you told me your way and we both said yeah as long as you get the final product which is the juicy chicken yeah i took into consideration i was like yeah maybe i could do it yeah no absolutely like that's why i said i understood your perspective too because it's like yeah you do you do use less time as opposed to mine yeah but um i guess that comes down again like to your open-mindedness and closed-mindedness as a person because like um it's not there's some people out there it's not easy for them to accept like a common ground and they just want to be right the whole time I just think that's like, like an example of like someone who's close-minded. Why do you think that is? Why do you think, like just from my experience from meeting kids in college, why do you think most kids are close-minded? 
I just think um, for them, I think people are like, like how do you explain it? Like it's not, it's not really them. It's more of like the people they meet, like it, like how friends and like people affect them. Mm-hmm. Like if you're close-minded, it's because like the friends you surround yourself with are also like that. And you just create this bubble for yourself. But like, if you definitely like open up and meet more people, or not even open up, just like meet more people in general. Yeah. Like being able to expose yourself to these different types of people will definitely like, <laughs> I guess, tire your close-mindedness out. And like allow you to open up little by little. Bro, that's so crazy. So, uh, going off that, I know, I know you had mentioned earlier you wanted to talk about friends, but uh, uh-huh. we're, we're gonna, I guess, transition to that. Uh, so I kind of, I kind of already told her at this, but. Uh, yeah, you viewers out there that are watching this, uh, I will say I don't have many Asian friends, and uh, I told I told Rat why. But uh, going to like off what Rat was saying earlier is the environment that you were in. Uh, so I I had a lot of Asian friends. Actually, I only had Asian friends when I was young, like middle school to mm. beginning of high school. I only had Asian friends, and then uh, I started hating what what they were doing because all all we would do was just sit at this spot in this giant Asian group, like no ethnicity in there besides Asian people. And all we do was just talk shit about other races mm. and our language. And we always felt like we were better than all of them. And I just thought that was so ignorant. Like I was like the only one to think differently out of everybody. And I remember I was questioning uh, one of the leaders at, at the time. And I was just like, dude, why the fuck do we do this? It's mm. like, why don't we like try to meet other people and like try to understand them and everything? And they were just like, dude, what the fuck, dude? You gotta stay with your people. It's like, it's like these are the people that are gonna be with you forever. And it's like, if one of us gets fucked up, then we're all gonna get fucked up. If we go fight someone, we're all gonna go fight them. And I'm just like, bro, that's just a hella closed-minded, ignorant way of thinking. So I, I fell, I fell out of the uh, the Asian group, and um, as a result, they outcast me. And then uh, I started becoming one of the targets, but. Uh, you know, this this ain't a conversation for that. Basically, a lot of bad drama had between me and Asian people. Mm. But anyways, what what uh, going off that was, I changed my environment. I started hanging out with uh, white people, black people, Mexicans, whatever, like all all the races, and I started learning a lot of different values from all of them. And I I took all of it and applied it to my own life, and it allowed me to become more open minded. And I think that's what a lot of people need. I think a lot of people are just too comfortable, like I was saying earlier, They're just afraid of change. Yeah, uh, to like, um, I guess, uh, bring back to Steven's background, he did grow up in um, California, which is very, back then it was very, um, there's a lot of ethnic battles and gangs and stuff. So that's kind of why, like, his. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say that. Yeah, Disclaimer. His, his experience is like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I do think that, like, the more people you meet, the more open minded you become. Just because, like, you're not going to meet the same person every time there's always going to be some difference in a person that will make you think some like other thoughts or like other type of ideas because in my experience i in college like honestly like i naturally just gravitated gravitated towards like asian people because i was comfortable with them but like in general i didn't like make friends like you know other races or ethnicities but even so like besides race like everyone does have their like own unique ideas yeah like even like if i just straight out just didn't see them as like a certain like a race or ethnicity like like i would just think like some people are more similar than others even though they're not asian or they're not this whatever and i was like oh dang that's so interesting like and like all my friends they definitely did teach me like 
certain values, certain like ideals, and certain like you know, I guess ways to compose myself as a person. And yeah, I definitely did like feel that way too within high school. Like I definitely, I didn't have much friends. I was just like in a bubble, <laughs> like I was just by myself. Like, but that kind of made me, I guess, naturally close-minded at first, because I wasn't really open, you know. And then once I came to college, it just everything changed. Yeah, I do want to put a disclaimer out there. I'm not trying to say I discriminate against Asian people. I have I have Asian friends. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, we're all we all just. I just, have I just want to be here soon. I just want to clear that up. Yeah, no, don't worry. The majority of my friends <laughs> are not Asians. I'll, I'll just say that. But anyways, like how you're saying, college. I, yeah, college. College. Uh, you know, you just meet people from all over the world. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think I think that's just like plays a big role into your growth as well Mm. because they bring so many different aspects from their lives to you Mm -hmm. especially in different cultures Mm -hmm. yeah it's like um not everyone has the same background which is so fascinating to me yeah i guess that's why i want to like travel the world because it's like even though like we're all human they grew up in a different environment which then led them to have a certain mindset and to be for me to be exposed to those type of mindsets is like I guess like seeing new animals, I guess. But that's a weird comparison. Like if I saw like a new species of something and like I like got to know like what they are, like what about them or like what they eat and stuff, it's just so interesting to me. And it's like how can I incorporate that into my life, you know? I guess it's like an adaptation adaptation type of scenario. Yeah. But in general it's like college, poof, it's like a boiling pot of like people you can meet. Like there's no like limit to who you can meet. Yeah, no, absolutely. I uh, I met a, a great amount of people, but I think the people who uh, changed my perspective the most was people I met abroad. Mm. So I have I have friends in Germany, and they they learned English from like kindergarten. So they were learn they were learning English in Germany at the same time, mm. and that made them like dual Duolingo, you know, sponsor to the app. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. But anyways. <laughs> Um, yeah, so their, their their education system over there is, like, much, much different. Mm. Like, they start specializing at a really young age. Uh, so one of my friends, uh, he... So when he got to college, it wasn't, like, a traditional college. Like, freshman year, he did all the gen eds and everything. But after sophomore year, he started specializing into his field right away. And he started getting internships already and working hands-on. Like, it was a requirement for their for their university and i just thought that was interesting because it was just like dude imagine if kids were applying like the knowledge that they learned in class right away mm. instead of instead of just going back home and then you know watching netflix and then not applying their knowledge mm-hmm. you know so that's why i kind of think you know the entire u.s educational system should be like reworked mm. i mean yeah there's a lot of flaws within our system but i mean like compared to other countries like I, who what country was like the number one in education New Zealand I don't know there was like a, I think it's New Zealand like the number one like education system I would say Japan yeah they're good too I think they definitely do have a good work ethic, work ethic. pressure though yeah the pressure is more intense for them yeah because of the idea of them like needing to get a job right after school or like they have to think about it before they even get out of school mm-hmm. and you know the overwork culture too it's like there's a lot of different like flaws and like good things about bro my friends in korea i feel so bad for them 
Yeah, because they were telling me how like their parents would like groom them when they were like children to make it to the top of the top mm-hmm. schools in Seoul, and when they didn't make it, they had to they had to become international students. Like they didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. It's either you go to the top school in Korea or you go overseas in America. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, dude, that is such a crazy lifestyle. Like I never really thought of that because you know in America we have freedom mm-hmm. to do what we want. Yeah, but in this you're like groomed, dude. Be this person that you don't even want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely challenging in every country. There's like there's certain aspects of it where it's like it's good, but then there's certain aspects where it's bad, and it's like I guess you know the environment for the kids or I guess the the students. It's like it's dependent on the parents, the mm. education system. Yeah, honestly, I was lucky enough to like have freedom to do whatever. So. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't have that much pressure, but um, you know, meeting those type of people who do like have the like a contrasting life to me, it's like, wow, like I didn't know there's a type of lifestyle like that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's interesting. In, in college, I learned like you know, upbringings from people who grew up in poor conditions, and I also learned from people who grew up from you know rich families as well, and they all have their own different problems that yeah. all have their own issues although they might not compare I, I think it's really unfair when people say that like rich people never went through struggles mm-hmm. or had a silver spoon and very entitled I just think that's very ignorant to say because we we don't know the issues that they went through yeah. sure it might not be what you went through it might not be as hard to compare but it still doesn't di- dismiss the fact that they went through their own trials that yeah. they had to overcome themselves and I think that's what a lot of people tend to gloss over yeah, I think people in general, like, they tend to think, like, if you have bigger problems, then that kind of dismisses other people's smaller problems. Yeah. No, which absolutely. doesn't, which doesn't make any sense, because yeah. there's still problems. Yeah. <laughs> like, overall, it's not like, like, oh, like, I, like, uh, when people compare, like, how sucky their life is, uh-huh. and then the other people's like, oh, my life is much more suckier. <laughs> I'm like, bro, problems are problems. Like, that's yeah. not even, like, a good way to brag it. But in general, like, the, the you know, the rich people, if... I guess they have their own type of problems. Even though it's not the same problems, it is a problem. Well, I will, I will give an example. So uh, one, of my, one of my friends, she, she's like filthy rich. <laughs> mm. And uh, I guess her problems was she didn't have any relationship with her parents at all because mm. her parents are business owners. Yeah. And her parents were always on the go, like never home, always elsewhere. And she was always taken care of by either her nanny or her like caretaker. And she never had that relationship with her parents, but she has everything she ever wants. She has those black cards, you know? The black cards. <laughs> Hope you viewers know what that is. <laughs> but anyway, so, so, so she has a black card, and she gets anything she wants. But yet she feels so empty inside. Why? Because she has no relationship with anybody. But yet everybody will look at her and call her entitled. Mm. And say that she went through no, no problems. But that's just such an ignorant thing to say. I think that's a, like, for most people, a defense mechanism. Like, they tend to judge before really talking to the person. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially in our society. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to judge than to learn about someone. Like, to understand someone is much more difficult than just judge someone. Because mm-hmm. you can just say whatever when you judge someone. So. Absolutely. Yeah, when she told me that, dude, my entire perspective changed on rich people. Yeah, exactly. Like, now you learn something new about someone. Yeah, I just want to say, I think rich people go through more depression than poor people. Money does not solve everything. Yeah, man. <laughs> if I ever told you money solves everything, is a lie. <laughs> that's just someone who's never had money. That's why. 
money is a material object so it'll solve material problems yeah but absolutely. it doesn't solve like your mental health issues or if you you know relationships i would stuff. say it temporarily solves it yeah but in terms of internal issues and stuff like that it's definitely harder to use it yeah <laughs> no, absolutely it. yeah yeah that's why I, again I'm, I'm so i'm so thankful for college because it allowed me to to meet people like that like mm. people that i never thought i would even meet it's like it's ridiculous like i never thought i would have met a freaking child of billionaires just like wait what <laughs> like that sounds insane to me yeah and it's like um even though they're rich i feel like you can find similarities yeah no, absolutely even though like you have a different background different status like whether you're poor or rich mm-hmm. like, there is some type of commonality and that's why i think it's it's kind of not easier but it's like it gives you a way to like understand people because mm-hmm. like, once you touch that commonality it's like it gives you guess gives you more vibes than usual mm-hmm. like i don't know if you've experienced that where it's like you've had friends where like even though they had contrasting lives that there's some similarities like the products of your lives yeah no, absolutely yeah i i, I don't treat anybody differently mm-hmm. like i treat everybody the same i know it's a cliche everyone always says it but I, I genuinely mean it it's just like we're all we're all human beings you know like our, our our backgrounds and upbringings might be different but it doesn't it doesn't make me better than you like i was saying earlier mm. like with you and elon musk there's no difference between <laughs> you two it's just you two are given different circumstances mm-hmm. but again we all we all are dealt with cards in our lives right it's all about what you do with those cards yeah. like you can complain about how hard your life is about how the world's against you and everything but what good does complaining do for you it doesn't get you anywhere yeah, i think the um the choices the actions you make is the hard part and once you do them it's like creates products of your life where you're like dang so i did that like and it shows you like oh now you're like a millionaire because you did certain things but i think it's like it really depends on how you choose to live your life like if you make this choice like oh i'd rather save up than spend all my money on this blah, blah, blah. or like certain choices in life definitely does kind of lead your lead i guess how you are as a person and like what you want to be or what you want to do with your life which is very interesting because it's like like different choices can create different products so it's like you never know what you can be it's always a mystery until you like make the action but yeah yeah that, that that's a really crazy crazy thing to think about is uh you honestly don't know who people would turn out to be like the the loser in high school bro who knows who the loser could have become man we really do not know it's crazy Mm. yeah i've um i've had a lot of friends who um, came up from nothing it's it's inspiring yeah and it's like but it's all based on like their work ethic and like how they choose to live their lives so i guess that's a moral moral question i want to ask you Mm. is do you think everybody should have the same beginning or do you think what we currently have now in our current like society as we all grow up from different backgrounds like, like which, which one do you think people should have do you think there should be do you think everyone should start from the same starting line or do you think having uh unfair conditions and circumstances is the right way to go that is a very interesting question because if you choose unfair it's like it's unfair <laughs> and like people obviously are gonna feel different and like have like a more negative background yeah but it kind of like i think having the unfair part is like a type of 
motivation because mm. it's like i guess how you interpret it because like everyone interprets things differently and if you all have the same beginning like obviously you, you might make different choices and stuff but like it's not really like you don't really you don't feel unique mm. if that makes sense like mm-hmm. the same beginning just makes it feel boring and you become this person where it's like you're like everyone else mm. but then if you meet someone with a different background i don't know about you but it, it excites me because mm. it's like i've never went through this type of life mm-hmm. i, I kind of want to learn how what he went through mm-hmm. and like the unfair can definitely be like used in different ways like you can use it to your advantage your disadvantage like it's all up to you mm-hmm. and that's what makes like people so like different and fun to learn about because it's like you know they definitely can choose whether to you know um be this type of person or be this type of person and blame it on their background mm-hmm. you know it's a lot of a lot of decisions they have to make that like can can define like whether or not like they're a good person more mm-hmm. or ethically why do you think some people do that? Why do you think some people blame others for their current? I think it's just position. easy. I think for them, it's just an easier way to deal with things. Like instead of dealing it with yourself, which is the hard part internally, solving your own problems is never, never easy. And kind of having those issues, you kind of think to yourself like, oh, how do I solve it? And then when you can't find the answer, you tend to project your anger and frustration to other people. Mm. And then you tend to unconsciously blame other people for your, like, I guess your, you know, unfairness and stuff like that. Mm. Like, people who grew up in, like, poor backgrounds, they might blame their parents. Like, oh, it's all your fault, blah, blah, mm. But you never know their situation, like, what brought, brought them to that situation. Mm-hmm. And that's what's different. Like, you can choose to blame your parents or you can choose to understand them. Mm-hmm and to blame them is the easy part mm-hmm. kind of lets you go on your own life much more easier like weight lifted just because like oh i put all my parents and i can just leave it behind mm. versus like oh now i'm gonna try to mend our relationship and try to understand them as mm-hmm. parents and grow from that and then you'll be better off but if you start to blame it's like it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough rough uh, life for you because it's like you're not really taking responsibility so how do you think someone with that mindset grows out of it? People. I think um, there's only so much you can learn about yourself from through yourself. <laughs> like, you definitely do have to experience a lot of, like, things. Like, people, um, like, I don't know, like, experiences like going out to eat or whatever or, like, having deep talks. Or, like, stuff like that. Like, those type of experiences does, like, open up your mind a mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, like, you like it or not. <laughs> and if you kind of put yourself in those scenarios it's like oh like you meet someone who has the same same background as mm-hmm. you but then they did differently mm-hmm. like imagine how that how he would have felt like oh like but i did this to my parents now like i feel bad mm-hmm. versus this person who has a great relationship with their parents and like they're going up in life so so you think all it, all it really takes is one one person to change um the person's life i not real. I guess for me, like, I definitely, I do have that one person that kind of, like, has most of my core values and stuff, but I think definitely meeting a lot of people can help you create your own person, because if you just meet one person, that just changes all your values and core values. It's, like, that's not really, like, I guess, effective as a person. You don't really become unique. Mm-hmm. You're just, like, going based off of this one person. Mm-hmm. Like, you meet, like, a cluster of people and, like, from different places, different, you know, different countries it's like you kind of take a little from each person and you 
before you know it, it comes it becomes you <laughs> like your values and stuff and like your opinions they come more stronger because like you've already tried to understand certain aspects of people mm-hmm. and kind of having that all like a boiling pot just like then that's you <laughs> mm-hmm. as a person but yeah so what about what about the idea of like like I like how you're saying uh, everything like every every event that happened in your life leading up to be who you are do you do you think that is something that is like predetermined like destiny like like you're meant to be this person that you're meant to go through all these trials come across these people just so you become this person do you do you believe in all that uh personally there have been situations where like like i met you you're a Mm. photographer (laughs) and i definitely wanted to get into photography and then so that kind of just like gave me a thought like oh wow is this like is this fate like, am i supposed to become a photographer yeah yeah so, like there are certain occasions like that where it's like little ones like that uh-huh. but personally i'm not really like like a spiritual person like i don't really like i don't like um use those situations to define like oh this is who i am supposed to be in this like in this future of mine like if i this happened to me then i have to do this or mm. this happened mm-hmm. i kind of take it with open mind i'm like oh this happened so like maybe i should try it out and try do this but i don't really like i guess delve into like the spiritual side of it but yeah. I, I do know like <laughs> how you how you are with that stuff yeah yeah signs and everything so mm-hmm. but do you take those things to heart like if you see like certain signs as of now not not super to heart but i do like put trust into it a bit. Mm. like i'm like oh like if this happened like me meeting you helps me become a better photographer and like i'll put some faith into it mm. but i don't think i'd fully like like put everything like all my mind and like yeah. oh like oh I, this is it this is my chance and i, I just freaking become this famous photographer i'm yeah, just yeah. kind of just putting a little bit of faith you know mm. seeing where it goes and like if it definitely goes up from there then i'll be i'll appreciate it i'm not gonna look back on it and be like ah that was that was just like me meeting him that's fine yeah i'll definitely appreciate the moments and stuff but for me, I guess I'm not really. I guess like, like it's all faith. Thank you, <laughs> you know, type of thing. But I do, I do, I can see why people believe in it strongly. Mm-hmm. Like from your perspectives. Yeah, um, I guess that wraps it up. Um, it's kind of getting late. It's, it's almost midnight. <laughs> but um, hope you guys uh, enjoyed this conversation. This was kind of random and out of nowhere, but um, it was fun. It was definitely a fun conversation, I guess. I just wanted you guys to hear some parts of it. Yeah, hope you guys have a good night and goodbye.